Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We're here to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And tonight, specifically, Agent Carter, Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Two two episodes in one. Um, just, just a quick uh, non-spoiler review of this episode. Kind of felt like they could have done it with one episode. Probably could have. I didn't feel nearly as enraptured with this as I do... After a, a double episode of Agents of Shield or something, it didn't feel like that much happened. Um, so I feel like, could... well, like if you compare it to the to the uh, the premiere from season one of Agent Carter, that was also a two hour premiere. Yeah, and it felt like that one was a part one and two of the same story. Right, and it was very much like had to be the way that it was, like had to flow the way that it was. Needed need and and a, and a big a big event happens at the end of that one. Like... Yeah. Big, it's a big explosion and everything. Yeah, this one we'll get we'll get deeper into it, but uh, I I just felt like it was a little slow. I was having a hard time like keeping alert. <laughs> there, was, there was like a four not min- falling asleep four minute long boardroom scene. I was like, what is this Star Trek? <laughs> and you know how much I love Star Trek. <laughs> but I'm just saying, wasn't prepared to watch Star Trek. I wasn't. I wasn't in the my headspace for Star Trek today. <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's get on to some news. What you got? So, um, you may have heard mm-hmm. Daredevil Season 2 has a release date. I did hear. And it is so much sooner than we thought. It is March 18th. That's insane. That we were thinking crazy. April, mid-April, that's what it was last last season. Yeah, it was April 20th last season. And so, man, that's And then we wild. were like, okay, late March. Because there were reports of, like, rumors that it was going to be in March, like... We were like, okay, well, we'll say late March. That's cool. Like, the 25th. And then they're like, nah, it's the 18th. And I'm like, guys, guys, <laughs> let's talk. Okay, like, you may not recognize how much work we have to do. I know that you guys do a lot, too. Right. But, like, <laughs> we got, we have to cover this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and Jessica Jones has been greenlit for season two. Yes. That's exciting. Yes, it has. And um, oh my God. I wasn't sure if it was going to get a season two before Defenders. And I still am not sure of that. But it seems like it that's might where be. I'm at. That's where I'm at in like in Headspace land. Like, where is that going to fit? Yeah. Um, How are they? Are they going to push everything back? Nathaniel has been working on his uh, his spreadsheet of all the films and, yeah. and TV shows. We, we need him to do some magic to figure out where all this is going to happen. Because this is a lot <laughs> of stuff happening. Like, um, the best I could figure is that they'll probably slide it into where, like, we're going to get three Netflix seasons, or three Netflix series per year. Well, three this year. Possibly four this year. Really? If, if they do two, if they continue the, the trend of, they released two new series last year, if they release the two new series this year, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I don't think that they're going to do Iron Fist this year. You don't think they'll get to it this year? Not this year. It's possible. It's possible. But it's also... I, this this is about where they were with Jessica Jones. We didn't know much about Jessica Jones last year this time, and we've already gotten it. So I think it's possible. It's 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 a possibility. Maybe. Um, and releasing two seasons of the new two shows. Of course, Jessica Jones might be in 2017. We don't know yet. But if they, I mean, this, I'm really impressed they moved Daredevil up. I didn't think they'd be able to get all these other series done and get Daredevil season two out so quickly. But they've. Already got it done, and it's coming out three eighteen. That's because that's a that's eleven month turnaround to that's drop really quick. Thirteen more episodes or whatever they're gonna have. Yeah, that's insane. That's really quick. It's really really insane. Um, and that's not far. Like less than two months. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yep. Crazy. Not not to mention the other news that we have where. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff that we had talked about um, that was starring or that was going to star Adriana Palicki and right. Nick Blood, the Marvel's Most Wanted, the pilot has been ordered. That's been confirmed by the president of ABC. Yep. So that has a chance of coming out as another show that we have to cover. And Damage Control, that that comedy series that they're that they're putting out and. ABC is developing a second Marvel comedy series now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. This is a a, se- a second comedy series. We don't even know much about the first one. We know it's called Damage Control, and it's like a construction crew that cleans up afterward. But a second comedy series—that's 
And John Ridley, the guy that is the showrunner for American Crime, he he has a mystery Marvel project that's still alive. We haven't heard anything about it in a while. My lord. <laughs> what are they going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> like, what all is possible to be, like, that much stuff? Yeah. The MCU is getting huge. I think we're going to have to get more people. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger cast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Um, but apparently, according to John Ridley, uh, his Mystery Marvel project will marry social consciousness with straight entertainment. And I don't know what he means by that. So today's news, today's news, this, we've been on, we, we did our last cast two weeks ago. In the last two weeks, our news is including four new confirmed Marvel series. <laughs> Or at least that they're still advancing with four new Marvel series. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What is this? The DC On Screen podcast? (laughs) Um, It almost feels like it. Those guys have so many to cover. (laughs) Lots of things to look forward to. You know what what really makes me sad, though? What's that, my friend? Things that we could have looked forward to that we no longer get to look forward to. Because we all, we all know, unfortunately, last week, David Bowie passed. That's right. Um, according to James Gunn and Kevin Feige, they were looking at a way to get a cameo for David Bowie in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That would have been awesome. Yeah. If he so just fits in that world. He really super does. super sad that they were able to make that, you know, that he, that he passed. Um, not just for the movie's sake, but it's sad in general. Man, yeah. have you seen... Um, uh, the astronaut doing Space Odyssey, or Space Oddity is that the name of the song? Um, there's a, there's a, there's an astronaut, and he put out this video in like 2013 of him playing a David Bowie song in space. He like had his laptop <laughs> in space and he recorded it, and he like made a music video flying around the International Space Station. Wow! And the song is Ground Control to Major Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's about uh, a, a guy flying through space alone and stuff and it's just him like it's like the highest production value of any video ever <laughs> because he's literally in space <laughs> this isn't green screen this is not green screen it's like him looking out his window at the earth as he's like <laughs> singing the song and it's just insane and it's really beautiful and uh this week when David Bowie passed, well, that was going around the internet again. It kind of got yeah. re- reposted everywhere, and I was like, "This is it." Made it made me it made You're me seriously my, cry. You're killing my feels. Oh, just like that song he wrote about a man in space, and now there's a man in space literally making a creating a video about uh, of that song, and it was uh, it's just just so so neat. You're making the feels well up, and I really really did. Stop I, it! I got real feels listening to that. Um, so let's move on let's move on so that we don't start crying so uh, upcoming stuff upcoming stuff you've heard about that infinity war thing right i have heard about the infinity war well this parts uh, one and two parts one and two this uh this past couple of weeks has been really eventful for the russo brothers there was a wizard world comic-con in uh in new orleans and they were oh i heard about that they were talking there and the question came up of, like, how many people are going to be in Infinity War? And they're like, you will not be disappointed in how many people are going to be in Infinity War. And we're like, that's cool, but I'd like a number. <laughs> and they were like, I got you. I don't think that they said it that way, but <clears throat> they said that there is a board that they're working with, like a storyboard that they're working with that has 67 characters. That's crazy. And now they clarified that it's not just... Like, 67 heroes. Right. Like, it includes supporting characters and whatnot. But still, like, all... If we include all of the heroes... Because I went through this list when I read that news. I was like, hold up. And I just started... I opened a notepad document. I was just like, let's just type names. And I went through, and all of the heroes that we have in films and in the series, like, all four of the series... Right. And... I'm sorry, all four of the Netflix series... And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in movies that are going to come out before Infinity Wars and in the middle of, like, including Captain Marvel. Right. Like, all of those was in the 40s. 
Like I got into that's the all the heroes, right? Of all the heroes, but that doesn't include villains. And they said characters, right? So I have a feeling we're going. Well, there's, I have a obviously, feeling there's also going to be Thanos. We're going to see Loki. We're probably going to see, see Loki. Thanos. I included the Guardians of the Galaxy too because they're yeah. No, I think I think we're going to see show them. up. Um, I also think we could see other Guardians enemies or friends. Well, or foes. I was like, I was including like as Guardians in that too. Oh yeah, like Heimdall oh. and Sif and the Warriors Three, Crap. like everybody. That's all that, that 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 isn't close to sixty seven. Of course, <laughs> you might have like, uh, you know, radar technician number one. That's also <laughs> just kind of like hanging out and has a few words here and there. Galaga guy. Yeah, the Galaga guy. <laughs> He's playing something else this time. Yeah. Batman is playing Snake. <laughs> That's so good. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. But we did. Uh, <laughs> I almost find that scene a to little be too silly. A little too silly, and I love it. And like, it's not too silly that he says that. What's silly is they go back to. It almost seems like an improv line that like was thrown in there. I don't know if it was. It almost seems like something RDJ just said to be funny. Yeah. And they're like, that's funny. But then they actually went back and filmed a I guy going back to the Galaga screen after <laughs> everyone stops paying attention to him. Yep. And Everybody that's... looks away and he's like, all right, good. Now it's time. Okay, so I found the list on my computer. I had saved it. Right. I, I've, I've brought the list back up. You want me to go through it really quick? I can just run down them. I feel like that is... Uh... Little too many characters to just name. I'm for, on it. No Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Vision, Ant Man, Wasp, Black Panther, War Machine, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Agent Coulson, Daisy Johnson slash Quake, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Nova, Nebula, Yondu, Mantis, Sif, Volstag, Thandril, Hogan, Valkyrie, which has not been confirmed at all, by the way. Agent 13, Sharon Carter, Hank Pym, Odin, Heimdall, The Collector, Captain Marvel, General Ross, Thanos, Loki, and Zemo. That's a, that's, that's a lot. It's a bunch of characters. Yeah. And we're and still the not vast in majority, the 60s. The vast majority of what you named is, are going to be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about the television people. I'm yeah. just not sure. I don't know how they get to 67 without the television people. <laughs> um Radar technician number one and yeah. Galaga guy. Radar technicians numbers one through sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> and Captain America. <laughs> it's just like Yep. Those are the <laughs> That's Infinity War Part One that's, that's a, a setup. That's a very different movie. It's just Captain America and sixty six radar technicians. <laughs> just... <laughs> Sir, we see Thanos coming. <laughs> He's here on this antiquated technology. <laughs> oh, that's weird. All right. And then, like, one other guy's just like, Sir, we've lost the beeps. Another guy's, We've lost the creeps. <laughs> we've lost the sweeps. And we're like, well, Who's directing this? <laughs> They've really. I think I might fall off Marvel if they went that route. <laughs> it's like, I'm a diehard fan, but I think that's just a. It's a bridge to a bridge too far for me. Ah oh, no, that's the no, that's the comedy series. Is like <laughs> Captain America trying to lead a whole bunch of incompetent people. It'd be so fun to we you know we talk about these series having. Um, I wonder who they're going to get to be on this comedy series because I feel like <laughs> you don't get to to have a really solid comedy series. You need good comedians, especially uh, good. Good actors that are good, good comedy actors. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that most just regular TV people can pull off really good comedy. So I'm curious if they'll get like, I'd love for them to get someone of top notch talent, comedy talent, to helm that show. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to hear what they're doing. Well, I mean, um, in the Agent Carter episode, in the first Agent Carter episode that we're going to talk about tonight, um, one the the SSR lab technician. Was um, he was played by the stand-up comedian Matt Bronger? Oh yeah, and he's got a Netflix special that I watched recently called Big Dumb Animal, mm -hmm. and I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it may not be for some people, but I thought he was hilarious. Nice. And when I saw him pop up on the screen, I'm like, oh my god, really, really? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I thought that character was really funny too. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah, we'll talk about it on the we'll talk about it when we get into spoilers. Okay. Um, 
So let's keep going with the news, I guess. This is uh, some of my favorite news from today. Mr. Ryan Coogler has been confirmed to direct Black Panther. He calls it a personal project, uh, much or as close to him as Creed and others that he's done. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's why Creed was so good. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Coogler directed Creed, which is the new Rocky sequel slash spin off. Yeah. I mean Rocky was in it, so <laughs> it's kinda of, it's kinda of just a sequel. <laughs> nah, it's a spin off. Kinda yeah. like how Flash has Arrow every now and again, but it's a sure, spin off. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, sequel slash spin off. <laughs> um the uh it's it's great, and the reason it's great is because he has a love, a real love for the source material. Yeah. Whereas, it, it's a similar reboot to the way, this is how you reboot a series. If you want to reboot a series, have these soft reboots like this, Yeah. do it like Ryan Coogler did with Creed. Created a new character, pushed the story forward, didn't delete the previous canon. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. Pay attention. God. <laughs> really, really. Like, uh, see, Ryan Coogler had a love. J.J. Uh, Abrams has a love for Star Wars. Um, he does not have a love for Star Trek. He said so in interviews. He does not like Star Trek. So when he rebooted it, he kept things for the fans, but he also kicked a bunch of stuff out and like kind of turned it into Star Wars. Whereas Ryan Coogler kept... Kept the canon intact. He didn't reboot Rocky. He created a new story containing Rocky and like pushing this river. I just loved it. It was it was really really well done. Yeah, and I liked Rocky. I like Rocky. That's fair. Fair. <clears throat> so the last um, last piece of news that I have in here, um, other than some random things that you might want to talk about, is that Mike Coulter, who is Luke Cage. Uh, has confirmed Claire Temple's involvement in the Luke Cage series coming up. Uh, he's basically saying it's going to be she's going to be a lot more involved in his life. She's going to play a major part in the series. Oh, neat. Um, <clears throat> I feel I feel like uh, he, she did in Daredevil as well. Yeah, yeah, she played a much bigger part in Daredevil than she did in Jessica Jones, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he is uh, in the interview. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> In the interview with IGN, he said that Luke, uh, Luke Cage does take place uptown. It's a different backdrop. How they get her uptown will be very unique, and you'll see it makes sense. It's seamless. We're in the same city. She knows of me, obviously, from a personal standpoint. But it'll be interesting to see, because she will deal with me in a different way than she dealt with Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock's character is completely different from mine. Uh, she's going to be, or she's going to serve a very significant part of the Luke Cage story, not overwhelmingly so, but you will definitely be satisfied with the amount of screen time you see. She's definitely going to be someone that's going to have a large storyline and help out a lot. It's interesting how they'll explain who she is in Luke Cage, because you kind of want to introduce people who are watching Luke Cage who maybe didn't watch Jessica Jones. You'll want to introduce that character, but she also has such a weird, tenuous introduction to yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, she's the connective tissue for the, the Netflix series. Sure. I, I just mean she met Luke Cage, but he was... Well, I don't want to spoil, I guess. No. She met Luke Cage, but in a compromised position, so it's going to be weird if he, she shows up on that show and she's like, oh yeah, remember that time we met? It's, <laughs> he's going to have to flash up on the screen. Please reference episode 13. Of, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think, I think uh, obviously they'll do it in a way that works for new viewers as well as Old viewers like ourselves. You know, she, in the comics, was a romantic interest of Luke Cage. Yes. So that could very well end up being a thing. Yeah. Could, I, yeah. I think uh, that is definitely a possibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Especially mm -hmm. them saying she's going to have a larger role and have a more of an impact. Sounds like exactly what's going to happen. But who knows? Who knows? That's one thing I like about the MCU. Even if you do know comics, details about the comics doesn't necessarily spoil you for the MCU because they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, I, I believe they call that artistic license. <laughs> that That is the thing they call it. Uh, it's also <laughs> just like a different canon. It's fine. You can do whatever it's you fair. want. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is cool. the, the 9999999 continuity. <laughs> 
No, like if you look it up, there's like the main continuity is six one six, and then there's like the ultimate universe, and then a whole bunch of like what ifs. Right. And then there's the nine 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 nine. Like it's a bunch of nines, and that's the MCU continuity. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Like if you look at it on the Marvel Wiki page, that's what it is. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we have a few general feedback things here. Feedback things. Feedback things. <clears throat> Let's get to it then. Nathaniel Muzzy says on Facebook, here's a little headcanon that I use for headcanon. Despite them saying that he retains mass, it appears he somehow maintains the force, mass times acceleration, i.e. when he hits things, he maintains this original force. It contradicts the movie, doesn't make scientific sense, where's the force coming from? But it does explain most of what we see on the screen. Yeah. When he's talking I, about Ant-Man. I, uh, yeah, talking about Ant-Man. Um, I had a similar thought. It does seem to be that he only, he when he enacts a force on something, like he uses his body's force, it creates a, a greater force or whatever, or his, his, similar to his original size. But when he's, he's not, he's not weighted as if his mass is similar. It's real strange. So yeah, I agree. I agree with, you know, it sounds, it's 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 a it's a reasonable headcanon, but again, yeah, like you said, well, doesn't make scientific sense. What I kind of used for headcanon is that recently there was evidence discovered of the Higgs boson particle, which is the particle that gives matter mass. Right. So maybe the PIM particle disperses the Higgs boson particles that are in the matter in the the person or thing that's getting shrunk. And that also helps to kind of like deflate it as far as volume. So you reduce the distance between atoms, but you also reduce the mass, which will do reduce the gravity, uh, gravity's effect on that mass. Sure, all of that's fine. The uh, it's still it's, his force. It's though. the force. That's that's the point. His, his the point is the point is isn't that kind of hard. It to couldn't say. be. His mass is not affected. It just looks like sometimes whenever the movie wants it to happen, the mass is normal mass. <laughs> and whenever the movie at the at the speed of uh, at the speed of convenience, they completely just like change how it works. <laughs> and so that's that's what I think he's trying to headcanon away. Yeah. But it's a uh, it's a movie. <laughs> it's not enough for me. It's a movie. You just got to get over it. Nope. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on then. Maybe he injected some extra mass into Antony. That could explain it all. Maybe Antony started off as a giant ant. Didn't he have like a yeah, or or somehow you know he imbued Antony with this a super strength? Because Antony is really the only he gave it a super soldier ant serum. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man, a soldier ant. It's fine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So totally. I'm not sure what else he gets on in the movie. It would also probably be crushed under his weight. Probably almost everything. Well, I mean, he like touches. he was he was running along a guy's gun while it was yeah, being held true. up and fired. Like that guy that wasn't is real happen. strong. <laughs> he's got that strong arm. Yeah, he's real strong. Um, <laughs> he was climbing up Luis's clothes. Like, don't freak out. But Luis, look at your shoulder. We know how strong Luis is. Yeah, he punches out guys he in punched, one hit. One hit. One hit punch. I really love that. He's that the that's one like punch man. something they establish at the very beginning of the movie as almost a joke. Yeah. And then he actually uses it multiple times in yep. the movie. He's just like, that's his superpower. He's just the knockout punch guy. <laughs> it's real funny. I'm the only one to knock him out, though. So good. I watched, actually, I watched Ant Man uh, recently. Yeah. Like, um, the wife put on some sort of weird, I think it was called The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia or something oh, crap yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's. I just I was yelling at the screen, so she put that on and then left when it was like forty five minutes of the way through. Why is she trying to sabotage your life, man? I don't know. She's like, watch this horrible thing. Yeah, she's like, watch this horrible thing. I'm gonna go see other people real quick. I'm like, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. And I was like, clearly you're not doing that here because you are not my friend for putting this on and then walking away. <laughs> so like I closed her laptop when she left and it just started buffering and I was like, thank God. And then I took over the TV and put Ant-Man on so that I could have something I liked. I like it. 
That's how I roll. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it recently. I need to pull that back out. Yeah, you do. Uh, Brian Murphy says to us on Twitter, he says, my love for you and your podcast is undying. Keep rocking, dudes. Hashtag Jeff and Matt love. I just wanted to bring this up. I want that to we need more dock. of that hashtag. Uh, no, we need less of that hashtag. I we really, need all of that hashtag. I truly appreciate the sentiment that he loves the podcast and loves us. We love him too. But j- hashtag Jeff and Matt love seems to imply something that just isn't the case. <laughs> that he loves us both very much. All right. That's but fine, he loves me more because my name is first. <laughs> I just thought it implied a relationship between you and I that. Well, we do have a very friendly tawdry. relationship. You're a married man. Jeff and Matt love doesn't seem appropriate. Oh, oh! So you're you're saying that some people ship meth or jet? <laughs> please don't, please don't, <laughs> don't break that to them. Don't give us a don't ship give name. them that jet. I like that yeah, one. Jet's probably the best one. I don't know why it took that long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to be better for you. <laughs> Stop. <It's> not... <laughs> Stop You're not it. helping. You're not helping things. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you. We love you too. We do. Strongly. <laughs> Strongly. Strongly. <laughs> Chelsea W says to us on Twitter at MCU Cast Sincerest, thanks for mentioning the Dead Authors podcast. Loving it. I'm so glad. And it's I basically work. just uh, put that in the, in the feedback to talk about because we just should mention the dead authors podcast again. It's real great. All you podcasters, listeners, I listened, I mentioned it last week, but the dead authors podcast is awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. All right. So I think it's time to talk about some agent Carter. Is it? I think it is. All right. I'm ready. Agent Carter season two. I've been excited about its return. I liked where it left off. Last return season. of the Carter. Carter strikes back. Sounds like a rap album. Maybe. Right after these plugs. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or if you'd like to help us out, subscribe on iTunes or and leave a review. Um... If you want to find a similar podcast about all the DC properties coming to film and television, check out the DC On Screen podcast. There are sister podcasts that have some of our good friends over there talking about all the DC shows, from the CW stuff to the cinematic stuff. You mean like The Flash? The Flash and The Arrow. That really great Flash show? And the Constantine. For what little it was. You know they did a crossover? Yeah, they did a crossover in Arrow. It was real neat. I didn't um, see it, but I heard I about it. I did see it, but I haven't I seen all, about it. I've only seen piece, bits and pieces of Constantine, so... Uh, I really liked neat. the movie. A lot of people hated the movie. Yeah, I think... I think the movie wasn't very true to the comics, uh, from what I understand. I don't know. It might have not But been. I know nothing about the comic books, um, so I don't care. Uh, that's kind of where I was with it. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> finally like me for once. You're like, oh, yeah, that's not a comic book I care about. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm with you. I liked it. I liked it. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it, too. I like Rachel Weiss a lot. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of the that was one of the first times when I, I truly appreciated Keanu Reeves in a role. Oh, yeah? It's kind of like ever. I pretty much appreciate him in all his roles. <laughs> well, like... I, I get know. it. He's kind of a bad actor, but he was in so many good movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. He's a bad actor, but he picks good movies. Well, that and he he serves his role well. True. He's the... There's a great Cracked, podca- uh, cracked he's, video about he's this. He's the whoa guy. Yeah. Well, there's a great... If you check out Cracked, if you're, if you're looking for something funny on the internet, search Cracked After Hours. Some of the funniest stuff, but it, it, they have this one about um, how the best movies have the the protagonist is like a blank slate. Okay, and so they go through movie after movie after movie and point out how the the main actor, the protagonist of the film, is a blank slate. It's all the other characters that are interesting. <laughs> and so I think Keanu Reeves <laughs> has made a career of being the blank slate. 
and it's it's really killer. They talk about kind of yeah, it's 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 really it's really good. Cracked after hours. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the that particular one's called, but any cracked after hours is amazing. I am your dry erase board. <laughs> Scribble on me what you will. <laughs> oh. If you need, I also have a cork board to the side <laughs> that you can pin things on. <laughs> uh, by Whoa. the way, did you hear about DC on screens? Um, not contest, but their promotion they're doing. No. <laughs> they're doing a promotion where you can write in if you if you go give them a five star review on iTunes. This sounds like bribery already. It is. If you go to give them a five star review on iTunes, they will mail you original artwork done by either one of them. Okay. You just write in what character you want drawn and if you want Dave or Jason to draw it. One of them is a very good artist. One of them does not draw. <laughs> So, you'll either get a really good drawing of whatever you requested, or it's probably the stick figure. I'm not sure, uh, but it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. I want to start one that's like if you give us a review instead of them, like one that you would give to them. I'll, <laughs> I'll text you a very interesting picture, just something that I find intriguing in the day. Again, you're, you're, that sounds sexual too. You're welcome. <laughs> If you, <laughs> if you send us, give us a five star review, and uh, let us know it was in lieu of giving DC on screen a five star review, <laughs> Jeff will send you a dick pic. Maybe, maybe not that. <laughs> it might not be mine. It might not be mine. Don't send dicks to our listeners, please. <laughs> if they ask for it, <laughs> all right. I'll just I'll send them a very, a very hilarious meme. Of any sort, just whatever I think of at the time. All right. Well, if you guys trust Jeff enough, it might just be Picard going engage. All right. <laughs> well, my friends, it's time to talk about Agent Carter. It's been time to talk about Agent <laughs> for Carter reals. for like five minutes. Um. So we're gonna start our spoiler section in three, two, one. The black guy got killed. I'm not sure about that. No, he didn't. I, I doubt he got killed. I doubt that he got killed, but it looks like the black guy got killed, which is kind of very tropish. <laughs> you know? Like, that's was, the movie He thing. was the first to die. Yeah. Well, those two technicians. Well, and Matt, the Matt woman. What? Did he? Wasn't he the guy that exploded into a million pieces? No. Oh, I thought he was that the was SSR tech you were talking about. No, 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 no. That was the coroner that exploded. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess the black guy wasn't the first to die, but still. Yeah. He was the first major character. They can kill a black character. They already killed three or four white characters. It's fine. (laughs) It's racially equal. What? It's like they just (laughs) killed the only black guy. Wasn't racist at all. And he's not even killed, technically. I don't think he's dead. Well, probably not killed. What do you think happened to him? What is his name? His name is Jason Wilkes. Interestingly enough... Jason Wilkes, the name and a scientist, has made an appearance in Marvel Comics before, but not in a major comic. It was okay. in, um, I've got it pulled up here. It was in Tales of Suspense number 25, uh, which came out, oh goodness, when did that come out? January 1962. Interesting. And... It was a, it was like a solo run of him. He was a scientist who um, was picked up by or well contacted by uh, communist spies, communist agents uh, that offered him a whole bunch of money for research into an invisibility ray, and he tested it on himself, but made himself intangible as well, so that he couldn't turn on the antidote ray, quote unquote. Like, he couldn't flip the switch to turn off one thing and on the other right. to reverse it. So he just became intangible and a ghost and is conscious, but, like, can't really interact with anything. How does he eat? I don't know. <laughs> probably died, he according prob- to that story. Probably died. Yep. That, made it real, that made it darker. Sorry. <laughs> Why'd you have to take it to a dark place? I mean, I guess technically he wouldn't be able to breathe either. Yeah? Yeah. So funny. A lot of that stuff, like, 
that you just don't talk about. You're phased out of reality, blah, blah, blah. Well, you have, there's no air out there. <laughs> How are you breathing? Anyway. Carefully. Anyway. Well, I mean, if, if he's intangible, then I guess his cells could directly interact with the oxygen. Mm, the point is they're intangible. They can't interact with anything. The oxygen itself is ta- as a tangible thing. Maybe. Anyway. It's weird. That is, that is neither here nor there. That is a different Jason Wilkes, probably. Probably, but... Unless he did he did get exploded at the end. He could be this intangible dude. It did look like he got exploded. You know what I think? I think that made him a shadow person. Holy crap. Holy crap. What if he's Cloak? I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cloak's a big guy who can take people and... Yeah, and teleport them. If I had to guess where he is... I bet he's combined with that actress. Yeah. She had that crack on her head at the end. What if that, like, the zero matter, like, fused them together? And, like, sometimes she's him and sometimes she's her? Or vice versa? I don't know. That's my that's my random theory for the day. We had a, uh, we had a little Hold piece of... on. Um, cloak... Black guy with a cloak can teleport to anywhere. His partner is a white girl named Dagger. Yeah. Who also has stuff on her face. But I, I yeah, I don't know. Cloak and Dagger's... It's probably not them. Pro- probably not. they're, I mean, they're runaways in New York City when they first start. And like, they're, they're more modern times, right? Yeah, a bit more. Um, they... 40s. They were actually, they first appeared in um, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 64 in March 1982. Okay, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking around the 80s. Cool. Uh, well, mm. uh, I, don't, I don't think any of those theories probably are, are, have any merit. I think it's, they're probably just, uh, I, do, I don't think he's dead, though. You, no. get, you, don't, no, you don't think he's dead it's, either? It's, it's too easy for him to, because, I mean, we saw that, it looked like the the zero matter sucked in everything and kind of turned into a singularity a little bit and yeah. then just kind of dissipated into the bubbly stuff. Mm-hmm. And she has the stuff on her head. Yeah, how it did just, she not just get sucked in? That's that's it. I other, don't know. I don't know either. What was special about her that she didn't just get sucked in? I'm assuming he got sucked in. And then where does that lead? Yeah. Some sort of teleportation? Is he? Is he? Uh, they talked about different dimensions in this episode, which is yeah. interesting because we've never talked about that in a, in an MCU property, right? I don't think we've talked about different dimensions, with the exception of possibly the Doctor Strange, the micro realm. Well, we haven't seen that yet, though. Yeah. I'm saying. Well, I mean, nothing's come out that's been like yeah. We have no dimension. We have no dimensions mentioned in any content that has been released, right? So it's interesting that they're bringing that out in and Agent Carter. They are talking about the dark dimension. In Doctor Strange, yeah, yeah, which yeah, we know we know that's coming, but and we that's know not that the Dark Force, yet. like yeah, there's supposed to be a tie-in to Doctor Strange in the series, being oh really the Dark Force, which is the Dark Force that was used in Episode Seventeen, I think it was, of Season One of Agents of Shield, which was the guy that made all the lights go out where they had to go save the cellist. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. It's crazy that there's just all these little threads going all over the place from this series. Oh yeah, I love it. It's it's uh it's it's my it's my favorite thing about this stuff. Um, so and then the Titac coming up, which had the symbol that we saw of like the space program. Wait, yeah, that's what uh or the Hydra Nathaniel logo. posted. Nathaniel uh, posted about this episode. Loving that Agent Carter is. Trying into is tying into early Hydra from Agents of Shield. Uh, the pins are obviously a riff on the NASA logo, right? I wouldn't say that they're a riff. They look kind of exactly like it. I didn't think that. I think they did. I think they could be. Uh, I see. I definitely see where you guys are would get that. Um, but I. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold yet. It looked like an A to me. <laughs> Just like it looked like Avengers logo to me at, at first. At first, to me, it looked like just a V, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" And they like they flipped it upside down, and I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah, it definitely oh, that's the shuttle thing. It has a similar shape. We just don't know when that shuttle 
shape awry, arose, you know. At this point, the Hydra logo should look pretty similar to the World War II Hydra logo. Well, yeah, but they weren't doing the, um, they weren't doing the, the main Hydra symbol then, or, well, they would have to have hidden it because, right. like, there was the, the Hydra symbol of, like, Johann Schmidt that yep. was very prominent. But then we find out in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 that, like, Hydra's been around a lot longer than that. Right. He just reappropriated it a little bit. So they're probably going with the different, more subtle, like, background symbol. Yeah. That's that's true. It could be. It, very good. it definitely seemed like a Hydra situation when you heard them talking about in the in the boardroom, in the boardroom scene where they're sitting around talking. Um uh, it just seemed like Hydra. Like, it just seemed like a Hydra, some sort of Hydra-like organization. Yeah. Um, what made me think of of it being like a Hydra-like organization is the FBI guy that came in. Because uh, Red came in. Oh, yeah. And he was like, the people that you that you protected, or yeah, the people that you protected from getting stolen from, they noticed. And they're going to put you in a good spot later. Like, What? You're yeah. obvious. That's an obvious Hydra setup. Definitely seems like Hydra. Um, I'm and, and Shield has not been created yet. I'm, I'm really excited that this should end with this series should get to the point where we see Shield actually created, and when it is, you would think so. Uh, and when it is, we're going to see, you know, Hydra seeping into the to the center of it. You know, and I think that's. That's gonna be rad. Uh, my favorite character, probably uh, coming back, is is uh, Jarvis. Yeah, he had a lot of growth off screen. He did. He did. Uh, also, we meet his wife. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, last season we we had speculation that she might be like an off screen, like Charlie Brown teacher type character. Yeah, uh, because that's what she was last season, like she Columbo's just, woman or whatever. Yeah, she yelled in from the other room a couple times or something last yeah. season. Uh, and I agree with Peggy. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. They kind of had Peggy speaking for the audience when she's like, "I was expecting something different." Yeah, because <laughs> she was. She was. <laughs> she was a lot more adventurous and fun and a, a great character. I liked her. Yeah, I liked his she wife was, a lot. She was kind of the exact opposite of Mister Jarvis. Yeah, and I think it's funny that she even called him Mister Jarvis all the time. Yeah. Um. I. I <laughs> Them bringing her in and li- me, me liking her so much has me feeling two things. She's gonna die. No, that's okay. not what I was. That's wow. not. That's not one of the two things. Okay. I like her so much. I'm happy that I like her so much because last season I kind of was. It seemed like it was a little shady the way uh, Jarvis was acting toward Peggy. Yeah. Like he had a thing for Peggy, and. Um, it was kind of like, "Hey, man, you're married. Calm down." Uh, <laughs> and I didn't want—I didn't want them to go that route where he's like cheating on his wife. That would have been a weird, dark turn. Yeah. And so I was, when they brought her in, I was like, "Oh, they're going to make her a character. She's going to be a part of the show, and we're going to see through her eyes." So that's not going to happen. I—that I, I, alleviated my fear of that. Yeah. Um, also, they gave Peggy a new love interest in this episode. Uh, of course, they took him away, but I don't think we're good. But the, the second thing it made me think, though. Is that she's Hydra? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. But it could be great too. That would be such a dark twist. Cause like he saved her from the Third Reich. She could be a plant. Yeah. Oh, that would be awful. It'd be real dark. The Why whole, do you have to do that? The whole reason he like got in with Howard and everything was because he like helped this girl and Howard saw something in him and but if all of it was like some sort of orchestrated Hydra plot to plant someone in a higher high Stark area, that'd be terrible. It would be pretty terrible. But so, how about Jarvis powerlifting? Yeah, yeah, get it, Jarvis. <laughs> I liked him in spandex. It was nice. <laughs> it wasn't spandex, but it was whatever. No. It was a tight fitting <laughs> shorts. It was so funny how he was treating it. It's like I I don't like the attire. It's very barbaric, but the the range of motion is <laughs> you can't argue with it. 
I mean, he like I much prefer it. He jumped on on Peggy and 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 uh, his wife walked in that compromising position. Yep. She was just like, "Oh, did he use this move on you?" <laughs> it's like huh, I like he's it. Very dangerous when he's on his back. <laughs> I bet he is. I bet Hey-o. he is. Heyo. Oh yeah. I, I Jarvis was great. Mrs. Jarvis was great. <laughs> Anna. Again, I learned no one's new names tonight. I didn't That's learn fair. the new characters' names. It'll take me a couple episodes. I think um, I think Howard comes back next episode based on all the promos nice. and pictures and stuff. I was wondering the way they were acting this episode if Howard would come back. Um, He's just going to be the like shadowy figure, the yeah. the benefactor, like stay in my house while I'm gone for an in- entire season. Yeah. I felt like the house that they're in the back of in this episode looked a lot like Howard Stark's house from the one shot. It did. Which I still want to make fit. I don't care what our <laughs> listeners said last week. I'm wanting the one shot to fit. You're trying really hard to get the one shot to fit. I still think it will. I think it. I think of it more as a what if sequence. We'll see. Like, we, you know, just kind of... S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, hasn't started yet. That happens whenever S.H.I.E.L.D. is becoming a thing. Yeah. So sometime in the future, when S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes a thing, if they do it differently, officially the one-shot will no longer be, uh, you know, canon. canon. But yeah. until then, I'm going to hold that as canon and say that just has to happen at some point. You know, if the one-shot is going to be a thing, then that means that Dum Dum Dugan has to come back and be in a silly Rogan ascot. No, I don't know. What? Uh-huh, because that was at the end. That was at the end of the one-shot. Oh, oh, that'd be great. That would be, and right. he would have his bowler hat. <laughs> I forgot. Those one-shots are so good. <laughs> anyway, overall, I didn't I didn't love this episode. I thought it was a little too slow for me. These episodes. Yeah, that's the, I think that's part of the problem. That's how I, slow. <laughs> I really feel like they could have zipped it up a little bit and made just as interesting a story, just as much character development, and told me all of that in 45 minutes. Maybe. It just felt like they took two two episodes to tell me one episode's worth of content. Or story. I think the the structure of the two was probably for the best, like set up finale, like one and two set up finale. But there could have been more other development because it, it felt like they were very focused on the one main story. Sure. And like people would come and go like along that story. But like we could have done a little bit of offshoot of like. Susa is chief. How did that happen? Let's flash back on that a little bit. Hey, he's got a a girlfriend that he's thinking about proposing to. That's pretty big. Let's flash back on yeah. that a second. How long has it been? Yeah. Do we know? Uh, it's Los Angeles 1947 is so what just, it said. So just, uh, it's no more than two years. No more than two years. So, yeah. I guess that's, that's, that's feasible and reasonable that he might have a wife on the way. What about... Back in New York, the the new I guess he's the new director, the New York director, the New York chief, blonde head, yeah. Oh, Agent Chad Michael Murray. That's right. <laughs> That's what I always called him. That's right. Um, I still don't know his actual. What about name. how big of a douche he was in this episode? <laughs> yeah, his like his career mindedness and like jealousy of Peggy, like that's real rough. I I think it would be really interesting. Uh, that guy we're suspecting to be Hydra. Um, red, red. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, if, he, if he's red, he might be communist instead. We don't know. Um, didn't. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he asked him out to drinks, and he's talking about his career and all this stuff. What if we get to see from his perspective, Chad Michael Murray's perspective? What if we get to see his actual like? Induction into early Hydra. Ooh. I could see that. I think he has the temperament and the career mindedness, like you said. Uh, he's got the ambition for it. The ambition that I think he could go Hydra. I don't think he's he's not a character that we up till now we thought like of, he has a strong moral character. No, wasn't he? Didn't he, he have was like the stick? The stick. He was the stick. I don't know what you're talking about. You got the carrot or the stick? Oh, no, I knew like, that. He was okay with Sorry. just beating the shit out of There's people that. that were interrogating. There's also, he lied about, lied to get his medal, didn't he? 
Yeah, he lied to get his medal. He lied to, or no, he accepted the lie to get his current position. Yeah. So, so I feel like I feel like he's he's very morally uh, morally contrary character, and I think that him him turning to the dark side, as it were, would be a lot of fun. I could see that. I think it'd be real cool. It'd be real cool. Um, Jason, I liked Jason's character a lot. Yeah, I thought it felt really natural. Um, Peggy kind of falling for him. It seemed it felt earned. natural. It did. It seemed earned. Um, I mean, hormones it was, were running high. When it was they a little were quick from each other. It was a little quick, but he did like give her some wine to like lubricate things. Wow, um, that's a strong word you use there. I just mean like to grease yeah. the wheels, not uh-huh. lubricate. He wanted to grease her wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I meant lubricate her uh, personality or whatever. Like yeah, to limit social her social lubrication. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what alcohol does. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just it's called it seemed rape, like, Matt. Seemed like you were t- no, <laughs> no, it was. That was good. That was a very consensual kiss. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Ma'am, are you okay? I like that they just they threw the racism in there as if it were like it felt odd. I almost us. well, I almost was. <laughs> I was almost concerned they weren't going to cover it. Yeah. Because, like, for a lot of the episode, I mean, this is the 1940s, and, the, and this, uh, she's hanging out with a black man in this, like, black club, and then they're they're going around. And I was like, are they just not going to touch on the fact that, that, the that racism, racism is existed? a big thing? Maybe it doesn't in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. Um. So, so yeah, I, I was almost worried they weren't. And then they had that very small little bit to like jolt you back into it the reality seemed, of the You know, it seemed like it snowballed a little bit. Like when it when it first came up, it was like he wants you to meet at this club. It's popular with the colored people. I was like, whoa, you said what? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, and that that was an interesting moment because that was Seuss is saying that. So it wasn't. Yeah. And he wasn't saying it as a racist comment. Yeah, it what, wasn't a slur. It was just like that's the way that they that's the way said they, it. What they said back then. Yeah, that's the word they used back then. And he was and he was saying he really liked that club. It was a positive thing from coming from Sousa. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's a it's great it's a great colored hangout. You need to you need to dress up and be a bit more fancy. Yeah, he and and you know he he talked about seeing a musician there he really liked like probably there were a lot close of positive to, words about it. Yeah. He wasn't being racist, but then there was the one guy in the, I guess it was like, what, a hotel or something? Where did they go the into? The donut shop. Oh, donut shop. It was yeah. an all-night donut shop. Yeah. And the uh, the eclair that they bought was not bad. <laughs> this eclair's not bad. <laughs> I find it really funny that he was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it happens. I'm black. I understand. These people, or like some people just aren't going to like me. Because I'm black, and I'm just going to deal with it and eat his eclair. Mm-hmm. Yum. And like, when I saw him eating that eclair, I was just like, oh, they gave in. Man, I want an eclair right now. <laughs> nom nom, racist eclair. Mm. <laughs> eating this guy's racist that reminds, donuts. That reminds me of the movie Clerks too. Like, I'll take the food. Baby, you can't taste racism. <laughs> Uh, is that was they talking about Chick Fil A? No, that was that they were like one of the main characters in Clerks Two. Randall was being very racist without meaning to, and Wanda Sykes was the wife, and <laughs> um, her husband was just like, "No, we'll we'll take the food, like we'll oh, take the free yeah. food that you're trying to offer us." And Wanda Sykes is like, "No, we will not take this free food. I don't want oh, something that's, that's right. made by some hate monger." And he's like, I'll eat it, baby. You can't taste racism. <laughs> that movie's good. It was. Um, it was good. Good flick. The movie also killed my ability to watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Also, Rosario Dawson. Great in that. Yeah. See, it ties right back into the MCU. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and in that, in that Kevin Smith universe, you've got early Ben Affleck. Yeah. And you've got uh, Silent Bob dressing up as Batman in the same movie that you have Ben Affleck. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mallrats, man. There it is. Mallrats brings it all together. It's all connected. Um, yeah. So. 
I, I, guess, I guess I don't have too much to say about this episode. What did you, th- what did you think of it? What, what, were your, what were your thoughts? I, as far as an opener, or rather, as far as a season two opener, I thought it did a good job because we have to keep in context that this is, it's a rushed, well, not a rushed, but it's a condensed series. Like, it's still just eight episodes, so it's got, it's got a lot to tell, but they've already done all most of the work of telling the story of Peggy and uh, Agent Sousa and like and Edwin Jarvis, you know, they've already set up those guys, the major characters. We sure. already know about them. We are familiar with them. If you haven't watched Agent Carter season one, what's wrong with you? Like, go back and watch that, sure. and everything will make sense. And you know, they just—it's the the next logical progression for how things are going to go for them. And it just—I liked how they did it, and. I have a feeling that it's going to pick up more. Like there are a lot of pieces set on the board now. Yeah, I hope so. I felt like season one of Agent Carter was a little slow, um, and especially given that it's a condensed season. Yeah, uh, you only have whatever six or seven episodes. So they have eight episodes. Eight episodes a yeah. season. I, so so we've got six more. You got six, you got eight episodes. I feel like you should be telling more story per episode than a regular season of a show. You know, uh, I, I feel don't like know. it should be more, more, more packed with not th- not action as in like Michael Bay, but like <laughs> more things happening. And I didn't feel like this episode fulfilled that for me. I think we're going to see more of that in the next six episodes. I hope so. These first two seem to set the board a lot because yeah. they had to introduce like zero matter. Um, the dark force is there, but like, we don't know what it is exactly yet. That was, that was my favorite scene. My favorite scene in this whole episode was him actually having, um, showing her the video of the, that is a great way to do exposition. I love that. Yeah. Some people hate it. Um, so, so everyone always talks about show don't tell. Yeah. Some of my favorite scenes are when, like, Doc Brown sits down Marty and explains the space-time continuum. Those are some of my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> shit. Like, tell me, don't show me. Like, I, I understand it's like a, it's a, it's a writing thing. You, you show, don't tell. And Breaking Bad does a great job of it. Some of those shows like that do a great job of, like, tell the story by actions and characters going through things. Yeah. You don't have to have just straight exposition dialogue. But sometimes it's just great. Especially they, when, like, Somebody like Michael Douglas does it, like in Ant-Man. He was the exposition guy. Yeah, he was. And he did a great job of it because he's a great actor. His voice is awesome. Like, they did it well. Agreed. And I feel like they did it well in this one, too. Or in Agent Carter as well. Yeah. When, when he when he's, when he's like, showing that video and explaining what happened, I, I was totally enraptured and very interested in what this, what did they call it on the show? Uh, Zero Matter. Zero Matter, yeah. Um... I, I was I was totally I was totally caught up in that. That was my favorite stuff on the on this episode. Um, the stuff that didn't happen during the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that guys explaining. It, it, I was very interested. I, I want to know more about Zero Matter. I want to know where they're going with this. It almost seems like Zero Matter is like the makings of the obelisk or whatever, or the monolith. Yeah, well, it kind of looked like it. But the thing about the monolith is that that was a Cree thing. Yeah. From way long time ago, so yeah. it's been around already. It's true. It's true. And this was a result of a nuclear test of some sort. Yeah, this was such a, a such a nineteen forties story, right? <laughs> like like or, something happened and it blew up, and there were results that made the Hulk. Ah! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like cool. no, he would have just died of radiation poisoning. Yeah, probably so. My my fear with my fear with Agent Carter is just that. While I enjoyed this episode, believe me, I, I, I had fun with it. I liked a lot of the characters. They made me laugh. I don't feel super intrigued at this point, and I don't feel like too much happened. And But you just said you're interested in Zero Matter and seeing what that comes to. Yeah. Well, that's like I said, that scene was the one of two <laughs> hours. That's the one, that, one scene that intrigued me. Um, that scene in the boardroom scene intrigued me. Uh, just because it seems like maybe Hydra's coming or something like that's happening. Yeah. Um, and I do want to see the beginnings of Hydra and the beginnings of Hydra and Shield. Um, but kind of scared me when the guy put his candle out. Yeah, me too. Just by like, 
and I was like, oh, oh shit, things are going, he put his candle out, things are going down. Yeah, they all put their candles and out. And then they all fingers. put their candles out, and I was like, oh, I guess they're just adjourning. Yeah, yeah. Or that's like, like a, that's like an I agree, and I'm done talking about it. Yeah, I thought it was, a, I think that's what it is, I think that's yeah. exactly right. I thought, it, when he first did it, I was like, oh shit, that's like the Coliseum, and he just gave a thumbs down. Like, <laughs> this guy's going, Death. this guy's done. He's going to be put to death at the table. I guess I'm somewhat interested in this actress and where she comes from and where she's going. Whitney Frost. Yeah. So that, that seems that seems interesting, especially now that she has zero matter in her skin, I guess. Yeah, that's Somehow what it looked it like. fused with her or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's what it looked like. I don't know. The, my, the jury's kind of out on this episode. I'm gonna, the, the, here's what I was going to say. My fear is... Season season one of Agents of Shield was slow. They had to find their footing. They had to figure out what the story was about. Season two started, and those first two episodes are super action packed. A lot happening. A lot you're learning. A lot new characters are introduced. A lot's going on. A lot is happening with the characters' development. Um, and I feel like this I didn't get that from this first first episode of the second season like I don't feel like it's developed as much as, as the difference between season 1 of Agents of Shield and season 2 was pretty great the difference between season 1 and season 2 of Agent Carter so far doesn't feel that great it doesn't feel like they did they've developed the show very much it feels like kind of the same thing right now I could see that um the the counter that I have for for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference, though, is that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from Season 1 to Season 2 was um, kind of on the line to make something great and really impress people right out of the gate. So they knew they had to hit the ground running because Season 1 did so poorly in the first most of it, and, yeah. you know, until turn, turn, turn. And, like because they had to work so hard on the back end of that and then coming into that, like not, I guess not a lot of people, I would say that not a lot of people were as excited about season two of agents of shield because season one was so poor. They, they had to really hit it hard and mm. they did a great job in season two and it really picked up. And then when season three started, it seemed to just kind of keep chugging along at the same pace. Sure. That's kind of what I'm seeing from agent Carter because agent Carter did so well on the first season and now it's kind of yeah like they're still just kind of carrying that along and then ramping the story up a little bit more and a little bit more and telling a different one yeah. you know i just didn't feel like season one i while i enjoyed it wasn't my favorite thing and it didn't it, it wasn't my favorite marvel thing yeah which is fine it doesn't have to be my favorite but um it all is my favorite it I'd, all has to be my favorite i'd still say or else it's the worst cuz talking about quality of Agent Shield versus Agent Carter. I would say that I like the first season, even the first season of Agent Shield, more than I like the first season of Agent Carter. For me, most people would disagree with you. Eh, maybe because so much of it was just treading water. Yeah, but it ended so well. It did end so well. It ended so well. There's nothing in Agent Carter that intrigues me nearly as much as the last five, six episodes of Agents of Shield season one. Well, I mean, they had the so that the kind of blew turn out of water. in there. Yeah. And they Three were... Three of them. Turn, turn, turn. Ha, 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 ha. And they were rocked by, you know, the happenings of the movie. Yeah, which in, is great. In such a just... That was kind of a groundbreaking thing to have happen. I totally agree. So, so there's I, a bit of novelty to season one. While they treaded water, I still think that season, is, it holds up pretty well. Maybe. Because of what they did, what they did with that with those last six episodes. But anyway, well, I think uh, I think it's probably about all we have to say about Agent Carter. Um, you guys uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and our email, MCUcast, in all of those places. MCUcast at gmail.com, MCUcast, at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about Agent Carter Season 2 so far. Uh, and we'll be back to talk after next week's episode. Uh, we record on Wednesday nights, so... If you get us your um, your feedback between Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll be able to use it on the show. So let us know what you are thinking. Love to hear um, more. We didn't get much feedback about the actual episode this week, which is another reason I'm a little worried about Agent Carter. I'm like, yeah, there. Uh, no one seems like 
from the news we reports, just didn't get nearly as much. Yeah, from the news reports, the ratings dipped a lot. Like season one of Agent Carter uh, had about, I think it was that the either the premiere had a one point nine, or it was at the end that had a one point nine. Either way, it dipped down to like just under one. Mm. But that was on the the overnight ratings, and there's supposed to be. Um, there's likely to be a lot more numbers on the plus seven. So like the, the DVR numbers, sure, sure, yeah. because let's be honest, like a two hour commitment to just sitting down in front of the TV is not something a lot of people want to do, especially with the captain America special that came yeah, on so before it. Two and a half hours. Also it three, it was three hours. Oh, was the captain America a full hour? Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen the captain America. Before. We also had, there was competition. There was on the other channel. You had uh, the flash Yep, and, um, on top of the flash, you had the um, DC, DC presents Dawn of DC presents Dawn of Justice. Yeah. So even me, being a big Marvel head, well, I woke up this morning and I watched DC presents uh, Dawn of Justice, and I haven't seen the the Captain America one yet. So I could see people making that choice last night, making you know having to choose to watch live. I just know that normally we get a lot of feedback between airing and the time we record and this week we really didn't get much so yeah um so that makes me think not as many people are watching agent carter but that's a very small sample size we'll see we'll see what happens next week and stuff yeah i expect a lot more people to pick up yeah over the week doesn't have such a big thing happening on the next channel over yeah all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in this week uh we're really looking forward to talking to you uh next week about agent carter uh, season two again we'll be back with the new episode um talk to y'all soon until next time true believers mm-hmm.